0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Ac. I'm in Milwaukee. Padres going to start a four-game series against the Brewers today, Monday, as we tape this. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune in San Diego, where I will be shortly for a while, Jay, because uh, the season is almost over. The Padres, now I want to I know where you want to go first. Now, for one team, they're a game back in the wild card, and they've been playing well, even though they lost their best player. For another team, the next loss will assure them a losing record for a team record tying ninth straight season where would you like to go
1: well we've kind of assumed that for <laughs> or at least i have for quite some time official, and I, Jay. I think you have it's about to be official i think you have too in terms of yes it's going to be official I, you know i don't know i mean I, I i thought it was interesting just seeing this stat i i was just scrolling twitter right before we taped to see if there was any brewers news and the way this came across, it said Padres are 0 and 4 in their last four. Brewers are 7 and 1 in their last eight versus a right-handed starter. Mm-hmm. The Padres are throwing Garrett Richards tonight, which is probably where we should start. Indeed. So, moving on from SportsBettingWhale.com's <laughs> number there. That, yes, that's I did not make that up by the way. Garrett Richards. I mean, I, we can go back and cover the core stuff a little later, but let's start with something to look forward to with Garrett Richards making his debut obviously we're not going to read or we shouldn't read very much into how he performs tonight but the interesting thing will be just to see him on the mound see what he looks like and and especially see how he how he comes out of the start what what are you what are you going to be watching for tonight at Miller Park
0: well this is a big deal and there will be zero to read into it, it nothing can change that this is a positive for the Padres barring catastrophe I mean, the Garrett Richards is going to get on the mound uh, two, probably three times. Throw what three, maybe if he's really sharp, four innings apiece, and that will get it out of the way. The his his debut back uh, in the majors, his debut with the Padres, and, and pitching back in the majors, which cannot be simulated unless you're pitching in the majors. And why so... do you, why do you
1: think why do you think that's important for and for Garrett? And I assume is it more important for For Garrett Richards at this point to see that, I'm assuming the answer is yes. As opposed to the Padres to see that, And, and why is it? Why do you think it's so important for for Richards to be on a major league mound right now? He's he's pitched in the minors. He's obviously you know felt well enough to continue on. Why do you think he wants to be on the mound right now? He
0: has talked a lot about, and actually every pitcher will talk about it, but him with this certain intensity, and he's a very intense guy about the difference. You just can't replicate it. You're there in the minors and, and it's the minors. Well, so it's the Cal league playoffs. It's the Cal league playoffs. This is a guy who uh, has pitched 200 innings in in a season before, Uh, you know, you know, he's been a very good major league pitcher for a long time. It's just not the same. Plus he's worked for it. And like one thing that I've just come to appreciate over the years is how hard it is to have the Major injury that requires a rehab of several months or over a year in this case, as tommy John goes and and just how monotonous and, and being you know detached from your team and with the routine that you 've come to uh, love has been replaced by this boring and, and arduous routine, and so it 's a huge reward to be able to do and Next year, this guy's going to be counted on to be near the top of the rotation, to go every five days and, and you know, the proverbial give them a chance to win, which for the Padres, with a starter, would be a step up. So if they can have a couple of those <laughs> right. guys consistently. So it's huge that he gets this step out of the way because it's huge to him.
1: I was just going to say, because the counter to that, and this is a little bit of the Chris Paddock thing, which we talked about last week, and the Padres clearly weren't listening to my analysis on that or or more likely did well they weren't listening and or they don't care I'm guessing it's both (laughs) but the idea I mean playing it safe in this case is Richards could you know not pitch in the big leagues this year take another five or six months to just you know work and get stronger and everything but is this is this as much a mental thing for Richards as anything else to just to there was something for him to shoot for this year that they said look well it's like you said it's a reward for your hard work to be able to go out there and and pitch two or three times in the big leagues
0: that's a part of it but it is also just he gets it out of the way that is like a big physical thing you know gets the adrenaline the the rush of uh, knowing he can do it get big league hitters out i mean it, look that that's a big deal i i don't know really know any other way to put it, then it's a big deal for Garrett Richards and that if there was any thought whatsoever that he needed more time to get stronger, then he wouldn't be pitching, like as in if his health were going to be in jeopardy and he can continue to get stronger as a matter of fact, that's one thing he's talked about you know, he's going to pitch and then he can go into a regular off-season routine Mm -hmm. and so that you know, that's monstrous. By the way people in the organization do listen
1: (laughs) but do they care
0: no you were right on that the 50 50 um, so but every once in a while i'll hear a little something so I just wanted to let you know jay that okay. uh, you know there's times you are being heard uh so you made a great point that it doesn't matter what happens tonight look <laughs> the 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 brewers don't care they're going to be in a glorified rehab start they're trying to, they're going to try to pulverize this guy because oh, ab- they're a game
1: behind in the wild card. And I think they have the best record in the at least the National League in the in the month of September. And you know, look, I mean even without Christian Yelich, there's a lot of good players on that team and some good pitchers and and as you said, I mean they're looking at this as a opportunity, you know, going for the playoffs where they're they're getting to play a, a team in the in the Padres that, you know, wins and losses aren't as big for them and they they showed that over the weekend. But moving beyond, before we get back to that, let's go on to Chris Paddock, who I believe is starting tomorrow. He is starting tomorrow. And, you know, we we talked last week about whether he should sort of go out after those three good starts that he had, including the six shutout innings against the Cubs. The Padres, Andy Green came out, I think it was a couple days later, and said, no, he's going to pitch in Milwaukee. We want to see him continue what do you think was going on with with that I mean is he obviously Chris must still be feeling strong at this point in the season and the Padres is this a a case of trying to give him some experience and and facing another good team in a you know I don't want to call it a hostile environment I mean it's baseball (laughs) it's 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 not like you know going to a a Charger game or something and the Chargers having to face a hostile environment you know with Chiefs fans or something like that you know in both places that they play but uh is that part of it that they just it's another experience for Paddock here
0: that is absolutely a part of it. It's the biggest part that they're playing up uh also, like you said, he is strong i you know there are people in the organization there are people around Chris that thought that that would be it. There are people in the organization that thought maybe there was a good deal to shut him down, and there are people around Chris who thought, hey, this would be good to shut him down so uh but the reality is. Like I've been saying all along, they believe that Chris Paddock is going to be a big part of a winning future. This is what the Padres believe and that he operates on a different level and that, that there's really no bad that can come out of it. You and I can go, man, he's finished so strong here. Now what happens if he gets shelled on Tuesday? What's that effect going to be? And yeah, you know what? Chris Paddock is a big emotion guy, but he's got an offseason to get over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I don't think
1: I, I don't think that getting I don't think the getting shelled part would be any concern at all. I mean he's been shelled before, he's bounced back from that. I mean my, my only thing that I mentioned last week was just sort of the number of innings and that he had sort of reached that point and he was pitching well. But I, I wouldn't worry about paddock emotionally, you know, if he gets rocked tomorrow and then they decide that's his last start or or you know if he pitches well tomorrow and then they give him another start against the Dodgers next week whatever whatever might pan out i i don't think that's going to be anything i mean that that's like this whole idea of you know the the Padres trying to you know get momentum for next year i mean look <laughs> who knows how many of these guys are even going to be there i mean i i don't even buy momentum in in baseball from game to game i'm certainly not going to buy it from september to uh to late march so <laughs> i i think yeah. uh, i am not i'm not concerned about that and i and i think look if paddock's still feeling strong that's a, to me that's a yes. good sign that uh That he's doing well after you know 135 innings or whatever I mean I I made the point last week I think I would have shut him down at this point but I I see I see what they're doing and and look it's 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 their pitcher, and as we've said for all this season and I think last season on this podcast you know nobody knows these guys and their health better than the team itself and I, I really don't think the Padres are going to put Paddock or Garrett Richards or Denelson Lamette or anybody else in a spot where they're going to risk, intentionally risk their health, you know, going, going forward. And they obviously feel, feel like there's minimal risk here other than just the normal risk that anybody faces, you know, walking out of their door in the morning, much less uh, being on a baseball field.
0: As if what you just said should not just be taken at face value, that these guys, you know, know more medically and are, you know, not going to risk Chris Paddock. I will say somewhat facetiously, But it's actually true. The Padres do have 81 losses this year because of Chris Paddock. They have built their entire rotation, their entire approach with their pitching staff around this guy's health. So obviously I I said this somewhat facetiously, but after doing that, right? From, the, from him being in the fourth rotation spot because it took advantage of the most off days in April and May, to him being shut down in June, to him getting the uh, what, fourth start out of the All-Star break so he had extra time, him never pitching on fewer than five days rest, they're going to risk it now. For right. one start.
1: Right. But, but I will I, I the only thing I would might take exception to there is that they have eighty one losses because of Chris Paddock. They might have eighty eight losses if it wasn't for Chris Paddock. Yes. I mean okay. or 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 more. I mean he's he's They've been, lost some games because of Chris Paddock. Right, and they've probably won more games because of, of Chris Paddock. I mean I they, I said
0: facetious Jay, and now you're pulling like one of my emailers who takes everything <laughs> literally. Like everything. The other day we had a headline that said Coors Curse, and we've been—we're not going back and forth anymore because I've extricated myself. But curse, and and how literally he took that. And there's no curse; they just suck. And it, oh my goodness, Jay, I'm sorry, I'm having flashbacks. Okay,
1: that's why they have 81 losses because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's all. That's all you need to know speaking of sucking this past weekend in Denver, we we talked on, on Friday about the three pitchers that were going to go and you know talked about Lucchese and Lauer and Quantrill and looking t- toward next year and maybe we can't judge too much off of what happens at Coors and I, I would guess for those three guys they would have to hope that the Padres don't judge anything <laughs> off of uh, off of what we saw th- this past weekend. So I, I didn't get to see a ton of of the games this weekend, I I feel kind of fortunate in that respect. I did see their rally. One of the it was either Friday or Saturday. I don't know. It might have been both actually.
0: I don't know if it's a rally in Coors Field or just it's just you an know, inning, just a game. Yeah, it's, it's just, just called a, a game. It's just an
1: inning. <laughs> <laughs> but is there is there anything that we should take out of? What we saw from those three pitchers over the weekend, or should we just say, look, Coursefield was a nightmare this year for the Padres and let's not worry about it until they go back there next April. There's
0: one guy that you take something out of it, and I think you know who that is. It's Eric Lauer's continued problems there. Eric Lauer has a three nine one ERA in his other forty six starts. I think you're going to take Eric Lauer as your number five starter on a lot of teams with his results against certain teams or against most teams. And then his 2.08 ERA against the Dodgers in like five starts and his two-something ERA against the Diamondbacks in seven starts. I mean, this is not a guy that you'd even be like talking about unless it was for Coors Field. And so you, can, you just can't dismiss that when he's going to have to pitch there at least once a year, maybe more. Or you're going to have to you know move your rotation around to make sure that Eric Lauer doesn't pitch uh, at Coors Field. And by the way, the Rockies have done fairly well against him at Petco. Um So there's one guy. Now, uh, Joey Lucchese had a sub-2 ERA at Coors Field in uh, three starts before this weekend. Cal Quantrill, gosh, I don't know. He was... He was trying to prove his fastball was good yesterday. I, you know, we'll see. So it's like with two of those guys, you say, you know what, spring training. Okay, if one of them isn't traded, Eric Lauer, I just, you just wonder, and you wonder based on no one has said this to me. I'm based on what they haven't said. No one has rushed to his defense about this. It's a problem for the Padres.
1: That's interesting, and and one of the reasons I find it interesting is because Paddock didn't pitch at all. At (laughs) course. And yeah.
0: Now, he would, he may have.
1: That could not have been uh, that. That had to be just happenstance. I mean, they you, you right. can't play in rotation for an entire season and say we don't want Chris Paddock to pitch. Of course, just like they can't do that for Eric Lauer. Right. Now they might be able to if Lauer's in the rotation next year. They might be able to set it up at the beginning of the season to have him beginning, avoid pitching yes. there in, in that first series. There, that right. doesn't that doesn't say anything about the other two. You know, the other two series, he could face the. I think it's the Braves that they play early along with the Rockies next year, so you could he could face the Braves a couple times. No, you're right, and it does, you know, bring the question. I mean, Eric Lauer, if you're in a starting rotation in the big leagues, in a normal rotation, you're going to make somewhere around, you know, 30 to 32 starts a year. There's a possibility, I guess, you could face the Rockies in six of those. I mean, you know, you're going to play six series mm-hmm. a, against a team like that. If it's six out of 30, you know, that that's a pretty good chunk, of your starts right there but if it's one or two out of 30 all of a sudden you're like well now it's not such a big deal we can work around it so uh, but it, I, I could see it being a factor but I I don't know that I would make it you know the overriding factor as to whether I put Lauer in my rotation or not I oh, think it's no, gonna Adam. right I, and I'm not saying that that's what they're gonna do but I I think it's good I think it will be interesting to see you know what they do with all these pitchers in the offseason and how many guys get dealt and I guess we could probably assume that Eric Lauer won't be traded to Colorado.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, unless they say, hey, you guys can have Will Myers because he does so well <laughs>
1: there. Yeah, and there we work go. out something. <laughs> there's <laughs> a, great, yeah, there's a great package deal. Do you? I, I don't know. Who would who would they get in return for that?
0: Well, I don't know. Ian Desmond? I mean, I'm not sure how you would package that in yeah, terms of like know. contracts. Now, we may have to reassess. And I'm going to write something on this, Jay. It's incredible how good Will Myers has been. And the fact is, it goes back to like mid-July, all right? I mean, and, and you know, not sensational like September sensational, but partially because Manny Machado and Eric Cosmer, have, you know, and particularly Manny Machado, have struggled here in the second half and, and Hunter Renfer hasn't been around. Like, Will Myers has been their best player in the second half. right? <laughs> so right. it's crazy. <laughs> but I, still, can the Padres afford... To live with the streakiness and the and the you know the possibility bordering on probability that you know at some point next year he could for two months do nothing for you, so that it's a it's a huge deal there. I just had to say it. That no, I mean, I, Will I, Myers has been sensational,
1: right? And and the, obviously weighing into that is and is the twenty million dollars. I mean, yes. are you are you going to just throw twenty million away because he might? Because you think he's going to go through a month or two where he's terrible. Can you live with that? Because you might get three or four months where he's not. I, I mean, I, that's a really, really difficult decision as to what to do with Will Myers. And and part of it is what can you get for him? If you do decide to move on, what will he bring back? And not so much in terms of a player, but in terms of money uh, and maybe we shouldn't worry about money because you know what these guys are making money, well, and and I and I think yeah twenty million is a big chunk, but if they have to eat ten million dollars, yep. uh, then that okay fine that should be the, okay great you have to eat ten million dollars I think you that's know, the number sell another yeah. fifteen million you know sell some more fifteen dollar beers or whatever um, it <laughs> oh, is oh to or five dollar waters to make up for you know to, <laughs> to make up for that. Um, I, I don't think that, that that should be. You know, their their whole point has been we're going to try to win in twenty twenty. And okay, if you're going to try to win in twenty twenty, then ten million dollars shouldn't make any difference.
0: Or you keep Will Myers because you decide. But I just I I, right. I I don't think that people inside the organization that I was talking to were unaware that he could finish hot when they were talking in in almost no uncertain terms that. Look, like, we've got to find a way. We can't we can't keep living with this.
1: Right, and we then love they, the guy, obviously. Right. But <laughs> but now they're living with it and he's been really good. So, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, it does put them in a in a difficult position. But obviously, look, they put themselves in the position as well. I mean they they believed in Will Myers, and whether whether mm-hmm. they were wrong or he's he's been a disappointment or whoever's to blame, right now they're kind of in this together. And uh, the the Padres are going to need to figure out what to. Uh, uh, what to do about that? So,
0: what's the first reaction? Be it on social media, maybe in in one of our heads, maybe in anybody's head who's followed the Padres a long time and and just seen how things have gone. Let's say Wil Myers is traded. Let's say it's to a—no, no, no let's forget who it's to. He's traded. What will be the first reaction of Padres fans when Will Myers is traded?
1: That he's going to go somewhere and hit 30 home <laughs> runs and <Yeah>. drive and <laughs> drive in 110,
0: right? Yep.
1: Well, there was absolutely. There was zero risk
0: you weren't going to know where I was going with right. that. Yes. I mean, it, it was like,
1: <laughs> I, again, not to bring football into this, but it was like yesterday when the Chargers kept giving away all these points and it was you know ten to six or whatever in the fourth quarter, and it was like you know we know where this is going, and it's going to be a thirteen to ten Lions win, and that's exactly what happened because we've seen it all before. The same thing would be with uh, with Will Myers if he was if he was traded, he would go on and and do you know wonderful things for somebody, and and probably end up you know doing it in a and and saving his biggest blow for last, which would be you know to bury the Padres in some crucial series. But I guess at this point i if I was you know if I was a padre fan I would be saying I'll take a crucial series just get us to a crucial series and uh and make you know make the games matter and i'll and I'll take my chances with with will Myers or anybody else at that point absolutely so.
0: um I believe it that I believe that's the case Jay it's about all I got i mean these these four games again look I think that next year and partially because of something you said earlier how many of these guys are even going to be here uh, it's i'm not saying these aren't unimportant like how does manuel margot finish how does will myers whoever finish how do these starting pitchers do well first off how many are going to be here and what are they going to do next spring one thing that i'd like to close on is they're looking at these young relievers like this for spring training has started for these young relievers
1: Right. And I would think, the situations. I mean, this is, right. This is the con- time. I mean, a guy like David Bednar, who mm-hmm. until yesterday had been, you know, virtually unhittable, uh, that's got to show something for next year. And I wouldn't think that, you know, a, a bad at bat at Coors Field or whatever would would change that uh, or change their thinking all that much about that. But if he goes out the next couple of weeks and, you know, he struggles uh, against the yep. Brewers, struggles against the Dodgers, I mean, you know, really good teams, then maybe that. Maybe that is something that's in their heads uh, for next year. You can't –
0: there's – look, no one can simulate a major league game. Uh, And, and, you know, gosh, in spring training where uh, pitchers are working on their location, not pitches, hitters, you know, can get inflated batting averages. Also, you know, hitters can have bad batting averages or on-base percentage because they're working on things, taking certain pitches, swinging at certain pitches, whatever. But relievers in particular – it's in the game and in certain situations that you find out about him and so right now i mean it's like every single game there's a move that andy green makes that you just know just just assume now just go ahead and assume he they the him aj preller the organization wants to see David Bednar here. Wants to see Javi Gary here. Wants to see Gerardo Reyes here. Trey Wengenner here. You know, Andres Munoz here. Why is Javi Gara going in inning two third? Want to see what he can do. Uh, you know, that, well, it that's... came up on
1: was it Friday night's game? I think where Strom was pitching well, and all of a sudden they brought in Baez, Um and it was like the middle of the middle of the inning, and uh, you know, on TV the the announcers and and look, I'm huge fans of of Don Orsillo and. And Mark Grant, and they're not terribly like most announcers. They'll they'll make points that are sort of like, "Wow, I wonder why they're doing this," but they don't usually belabor a point, and especially, you know, a, a point that might be considered negative toward toward the Padres. They'll do it occasionally, but they did it on this night. They were very, uh, I don't want to say they they were somewhat critical and questioning. Like this makes no sense. Why is Andy Green taking out Strom? He was pitching great. You bring in Baez, and it was clearly. They wanted to see Michelle Baez in that situation, in that ballpark, to see what he could do. And in that case, I think he gave up a run. I think yesterday, what, he pitched a scoreless inning um, yesterday. But it all goes back to that same thing where they're trying, you know, we should just assume Mm -hmm. whatever moves are made right now are being made because, as you said, the organization wants to see a certain player in a certain situation. And it's not all related. Not all related. I don't want to say it's not at all related to winning but it's not terribly related to winning.
0: Right. Uh, Take the situation you just talked about. You know, that had it's thrown eight scoreless innings. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like they were bringing in, you know, uh, Brian Mitchell.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, or even there's Trey That's a great name right? to bring back, yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, the fact is it, it can serve dual purposes, but that's being very generous. It is largely development.
1: Right. So I think that's something. Or
0: experimentation, to... sure. seeing what
1: they can do. sure.
0: You know, uh, take a look at Kirby Yates' uh, numbers or Craig Stammen's numbers or Matt Strom's numbers uh, when he was in the bullpen. Uh, take a look at an effective reliever, uh, and I would be surprised if they're consistently good in spring training. Right, right. they There's just, you know, then you get into games, and it's a whole different deal for relievers. And I think more than... Uh, you know, I think anybody else. So that's why this is really important. I'll also be doing a story on that coming up, kind of assessing where all these hot young arms are and, and what's the reality with them. So there's still stuff to watch if you're a dork like me.
1: <laughs> well, and and I'm I was going to say, and because you're being paid to do it, but I you would probably well, sure. be doing it anyway. I'm, I'm not hey, sure. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, I'm not don't, sure. Don't. I'm not taking away your money, Kevin. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all, it's all um, good. But, it's all good.
0: But you, you know me well enough to know that, yeah, you know, I probably would. Yeah. Um, all right, Jay, maybe this would fun. Be,
1: maybe you wouldn't be spending 12 hours a day or 20 hours a day thinking about it and working on it, <laughs> but you might at least be watching and, and observing and, and being intrigued by it. So we will uh, leave it at that. Four games in Milwaukee, I believe it is, with an afternoon game on Thursday, and then uh, home for the weekend, and I've forgotten who they're yes. playing—the Diamondbacks and the three Dodgers. Right? Three against
0: Arizona, off right. day. And
1: three, three against
0: the Dodgers, and then finish with what will be a scintillating series in Arizona.
1: <laughs> well, that one, that one will be one of those where okay, you're you're getting paid for this one, you have to go. So <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like and 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 every batter that swings or doesn't swing at a pitch in the strike zone for the entire three series, I will hate forever. That's so, right.
1: That's right. So <laughs> Time right. to go, guys. Have a good week, everyone. We'll talk to you Friday.